0: What is up and welcome back to the 48 Men Podcast. Today, my guest is my good friend from college, Bradley Northcutt. Bradley's a husband, an entrepreneur. He was a groomsman in my wedding and uh, I was a groomsman in his. It's always nice when it's uh, reciprocated and he's just one of my best buddies. So Bradley, welcome to the podcast.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Karee. I appreciate thanks. it. I'm excited to talk in the podcast. I'm excited we're to awesome. have this conversation,
0: man. Well, it, I uh, I just brought up the groomsman thing and I hate it because you were... You were able to be a groomsman in my wedding but I was sadly unable to uh to attend yours due to the birth of honey so uh
1: you're a groomsman in spirit.
0: I was a groomsman in spirit. I really was. And I I uh, I felt honored that I was not replaced. At least I don't, I wasn't replaced, was I? No. There you go. That's awesome.
1: You weren't replaced.
0: I love it. Well, I was when I have
1: 14 I had 13? So There you go.
0: Well, when I was prepping this, I was cuz usually like all my friends, like all my friends that I've had on I I've like remember some how we met, but then others I like completely don't remember how we met. Do you know how we ever met? Because I really can't really remember.
1: I I was actually thinking about that this morning. We we met our freshman year of college. Well so, I know but, that.
0: I just don't remember like well, the yeah. setting of
1: it. Well, I didn't we were in the same fraternity, obviously. I mean, take that as you will. You were a spring um, pledge though. Yeah, I was a spring pledge. So we met in the fall, but I feel like we didn't really begin our friendship until uh Spring semester of our freshman year, so spring of 2017 is when we met, and uh, we had a we had a night where we went and we were we were hunting at night down at our farm in Macon County.
0: I do when remember we that
1: almost sunk Sage's Jeep in the mud.
0: Was that before or after our Krispy Kreme journey? It's funny because this is a fitness podcast, but we're talking about. Krispy Kreme donuts. Remember oh, our fresh? Yeah, well, I
1: still I still eat my fair share of Krispy Kreme. Well Krispy Kreme um,
0: So every night well not not every night. This is maybe like once or twice a week, maybe three times.
1: Maybe three We'd times. We'd
0: go to the Krispy Kreme <laughs> and like every night, if you don't know this about Krispy Kreme, every night they throw away all their donuts that no one ate for the day. So every we got one of them. We got to be good friends with this lady that worked the Krispy Kreme. And Judy, if you happen to listen to this podcast and you work at Krispy Kreme, <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe not. But this but you would like throw all their donuts away and we got to be good friends with this lady, and she would give us like she would box up all the leftover donuts and just kinda like leave them by the trash and we would come in and just take them instead of uh getting them the dumpster. So really we weren't dumpster diving because they were beside the dumpster.
1: Well, the first time we did it, I remember we watched her, she walked out in this huge bag. I mean, on a on a cart, basically. Oh I know, yeah. I mean hundreds of donuts i mean probably four or five hundred donuts she put them out right as they hit the ground we sped up and she called us the first time uh-huh and i thought uh, we're gonna get in crispy cream trouble by this lady <laughs> that's setting out the donuts by the dumpster but then she gave us her number i mean and we just started texting her when we wanted to go get crispy cream donuts and i she forget would just get us we out did back. get her number yeah i think we only picked them up off the ground one time yeah that's because true. after that i mean she just handed us bags of donuts speaking of donuts you so. can put
0: you can put down some donuts
1: I can put down a lot of donuts. I still can. <laughs> that's not that's not changed. But <laughs> you're
0: losing weight, which 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 is great. And, and I, I want to get into that more later because I have uh, you you've had more fitness uh, more fitness journeys than anyone I've ever met. So I've, I'm I'm excited <laughs> I'm excited to have that
1: conversation later. I'm excited to answer questions.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I want I want to really start with um, you know, obviously we kind of just mentioned, but we got super close throughout college and um, yeah. really throughout. I mean. Uh, you know, all of my friends, you, you really are one of the main people who, if, you know, if, if, if someone has something go wrong or if someone needs you, you you would drop anything and go help that person. And I can just remember, remember when me and Sadie moved to Auburn and you basically moved, you know, our whole house in for me, which was very, very kind and helped me put all my ring doorbell stuff in. Uh, but for you, like, where does that come from? Like, because most people, yes, can be servant-hearted, but at the same time, you know, they might not get up at 2 a.m. and come help someone who's who's in trouble or, you know, who needs someone. So where where does that come from for you, just the servant mentality and wanting just to drop anything and go help people?
1: Um. Well, one, I love you guys. You know, I mean, I just wanted to help out however I could. And Sadie was obviously making a transition to Auburn right when you guys got married, Um, which then COVID started soon after that.
0: Yeah, it was a wild um, ride
1: just a few months after, but yeah, one, it was just out of my love for you guys and just wanting to help. But I feel like a lot of that developed just from watching my dad growing up. Um, My dad is, I mean, he just has such a servant's heart and really loves people well by doing things for others. And he does so joyfully. I feel like there's a big difference in how you can do something for somebody. But my dad has always really approached people and serving them joyfully um and that's yeah. something that i learned from him early
0: on yeah well i want to because i mean honestly man every every time we talk you're, you're one of those people who like every time we have a conversation god is teaching you something new and i feel like i'm always super continuous you know it, it could be six months or a year and i'm like well you know god is still teaching me patience or whatever x y and z and i feel like every time we talk it's you somehow have these new revelations and God's teaching you all these new stuff, which, which is very encouraging and very inspiring. So what do you feel like right now, just with the season that you're in and you know, you're, you're a few years into marriage and just work and all the stuff you have going on, what do you feel like God's teaching you right now?
1: Um, well, I know I texted you a few days ago, um, right now, just the difference in being content and being comfortable, um, Auburn, I mean, you know, Auburn well, and for anyone listen, listening to this podcast, Auburn, it's a wonderful place, but it and it's a place where the Lord's doing a lot of really cool things right now, but it definitely is an easy place to get comfortable. Um, life, a lot of times, is easy, um, so really differentiating between what it looks like to be content in the Lord versus being comfortable, and being comfortable is not necessarily a good thing. Um, but being content in the Lord is, and being content in the Lord is not contingent on your financial situation or your status or whatever else it's contingent on Jesus and Jesus alone. Right. So that's something that I'm really, it's a daily battle right now, just with uh, being in the business world, what it looks like to be truly content in Jesus, being truly content in who he says that I am, uh, through the promises of scripture. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's an everyday battle, just fighting, you know, being comfortable and slipping into a season of comfort and the mindset of being comfortable versus just truly being content in the Lord. So that's one big thing he's teaching me right now is, is what that looks like to be comfortable. I mean, excuse me, to be content in a place that's easy to get comfortable. And I feel like lately that's come in conversations. Um, you know, I was blessed to do two summers, um, through campus crusade in East Asia. And uh, just doing college ministry with Chinese students. And I mean, we were sharing the gospel with students every day. Um, And I feel like conversationally coming back into my regular everyday life here in Auburn, it's really easy. Um, The temptation is easy to avoid conversation about the Lord and having conversations that may be harder or just meeting with nonbelievers in general. Um, So that's one way I've been challenged um, in being content with the Lord is not being comfortable or getting this routine of being comfortable, just eating and hanging out with all the same people, um, where I'm not being challenged in conversation, but really meeting with people with a purpose and that purpose mainly being just to share the gospel and love of Jesus.
0: Yeah. Do you feel like it's been easier to slip into that comfortability when you were single or being married?
1: Um, being married. Yeah. I would say, yeah. Um, definitely being married. I mean, uh, we've almost been married two years now uh, may will be two years and i've realized through marriage how selfish i am you know like selfishly i want to be comfortable um yeah and that comes out in how i pursue claire my wife at times um but the last two years have been really refining in that way um being content in the lord and learning to pursue her well in our marriage and also I mean, marriage being our primary place of ministry, but also ministry outside of our marriage, just in relationships that we have with different friends and in the workplace here at Auburn.
0: Yeah, it's so weird. It really was so much more easier for me not to be comfortable when I was single or even or not even necessarily single, but even when I was dating, say Versus now, like you can get in these patterns and these habits where it really is like a cycle of just just comfortability and just wanting to be comfortable and you know binge watching netflix and or whatever it might be <laughs> it really is at least for me so much easier to be comfortable now than yeah. it was you know a few years ago
1: yeah and i've i found that um similarly in our marriage as well it's just it is easy to just go through the motions you know and i don't want to go through the motions and a lot of times i look just looking down the road like you know when i'm 70 80, 90 years old. Like I want to be able to look back and know that right now at twenty five, I'm pursuing my wife well and intentionally. And um, I talked to a guy a few weeks ago that I never met before. He called me on the phone, uh, and he ended up sharing the gospel with me on on the phone. He had no clue if I was a believer. Um, he's in real estate, which I'm in in Auburn. He lives in Montgomery down the road, and he just shared the gospel with me, and it blew me away. I was like, "You don't you don't know who I am at all," and. He so boldly proclaimed his faith, and which is awesome. We had a great conversation about it. But one thing he mentioned about marriage um, was what it looks like to play with your spouse and having things that you both enjoy doing together. And for Claire and I right now, that's playing pickleball. We, we love playing pickleball together. Um, unfortunately, she beats me a lot of the time, She beats you? Which is not very enjoyable. She's pretty good. She's pretty good at pickleball. Come on, Brad. Um and she she takes it to me. But finding activities to do together um has been something that's been uh really great for a marriage yeah. lately and something we want to continue in. That's awesome. So.
0: Well do you feel like uh, do you feel like that guy shared the gospel with you because he felt like he needed to because <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe. <laughs>
0: You're doing some shady was the business? First part of our
1: conversation, like I mean, doing some shady like?
0: business. Like, oh, this guy needs the gospel.
1: Well, it all started we talked about real estate, then we talked about turkey hunting, which uh maybe we'll get into later. Um but uh but yeah, then it just ended up he was he really shared his testimony and uh what the Lord's done in his life and in his marriage and um just in his business and how his business has been his place of ministry. So it was really encouraging. That's
0: so funny. I really I don't I mean I don't know if I've ever had, I mean, obviously I've, heard, I've had people preach the gospel to me, but I'm trying to think if like, if somebody out of the blue was like, hey, I want to sh- share the gospel with you. I think I would be like, you know, have they seen me? Like, have I been doing something wrong? Like, have I been, like, does it look like I need the gospel?
1: Maybe, I mean, maybe hey, not. I don't know. What it did for me, honestly, I mean, he he lives in Montgomery and we know mutual people. Um, So maybe somebody in Auburn is me out to this guy that doesn't know me but uh it really was challenging I mean it, it challenged me I mean to want to be more bold in my faith and just you know how I talk about the lord um I feel like a lot of times i I'll segment my relationship with Jesus in the workplace when the two go hand in hand like I want my business to be a primary place of ministry in my life um and oftentimes I'll find myself being convicted of that not being the case and not that I'm not glorifying the lord and how i'm going about business but just the lack of openly talking about jesus and what he's doing is one way that conversation with this gentleman really challenged me a few weeks ago i was like wow like this guy boldly talks about his love for the lord and what he's done in his life and it really encouraged me to do the same thing
0: yeah do you feel like you have been able to do that i mean just with your job and what you do do you feel like you have been able to you know share your faith or even just live out in a way that people are You know compelled to that
1: it's been awesome uh there have been spurts in the last few years um just through the lord teaching me different things with what i do um in real estate i mean i'm on the phone a lot with different people and most of the time any transaction i'm in last you know 30 to 45 days i'd say on average you know some a little bit uh some shorter some longer but Like I I have the ability to really dive deep in a relationship with somebody for a month to a month and a half, typically, and being able to help people in some type of transition, whether they're selling a home or they're buying a new home. And most cases, people that I work with are in some type of transition. So it definitely has opened the door to really, you know, be there to encourage whoever I'm working with and also, um, and and serve a need that they have in that moment, but also then share my faith as well.
0: Yeah, that's so good. How do you feel like, you know, just talking about contentment and being comfortable, how do you feel like, you know, maybe when you're slipping and uh, being more comfortable, how do you feel like that impacts, you? because that that can impact so much stuff, right? That can impact, you know, your business, that can impact your marriage, that can impact you getting up and going to the gyms. How do you feel like, you know, the more content you are and the less comfortable you are, how do you feel like your relationships thrive, your marriage thrives, your, you know, your discipline thrives as well?
1: Yeah. Well, on the front end of that, I mean, when I am really, when I'm slipping into being comfortable and really whether I realize it or not, I mean, it's all rooted in in pride. It's all rooted in me really wanting to f- fulfill the selfish desires that I have before anything else. So I will say my pursuit of my wife on the front end of this, my pursuit of Claire is selfish and oftentimes not honoring, um, which leads to... I mean, selfish conversation and friendships that I have and they can be subtle. Um, and typically it comes out more in my relationship with Claire than anybody else. But she's so solid and she really does challenge me and encourage me. Um, and she sees me in moments like that. And she's not afraid to call me out and, and point out where I am and what she feels like I'm struggling with. And one thing I've had, to, it's been really tough. I mean, when she tells me I'm being prideful. That is, oh, it, I mean, it really flusters me when she says that. Oh, and it's, it's the worst. She's not I wrong. Say that. Yeah, it's not wrong. Um, I mean, it, she's right. And it really, it, through that, she's really encouraging and challenges me to really look deeper um, into where my heart is. But then in that transition of really walking in contentment and walk, you know, walking joyfully with the Lord, um, I mean, I pursue my wife so much more selflessly and intentionally. and Um, you know, and as far as my relationship with the Lord goes, which is, which drives all of it.
0: Um,
1: I feel like I'm really in spurts of truly being content. I'm, I'm seeking Jesus, um, rather than just seeking to know more, if that makes sense. Like just in my time with the Lord, like if I'm slipping into a season or a state of comfort, yeah, you know, I will still have quiet times and I'll spend time with the Lord, but typically it is more selfish, selfishly mot- motivated in the sense of just wanting to know more for the sake of knowing more, not spending time with Jesus for the sake of spending time with Jesus mm-hmm. because of who he is. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: Well, I am proud of so, you for not being prideful, you know,
1: especially when you let her beat you in pickleball. So she should, <laughs> sh- she should be grateful for that. Yeah, it's pickleball can be a sore subject sometimes around our house. That's (laughs) why we play card games.
0: I mean, I get so flustered playing, you know, these stupid card games. And, like, I just get so competitive. And so I can get very arrogant with, like, card games. Like, the other day, we were playing poker. uh, And it was with our friends. So, you know, if you are listening to this and you don't like poker, then I don't know. Whatever. Uh, So we were playing poker. And... I, I went all in right. It was like I think I maybe had like five bucks left. The buy-in was twenty, so nothing <laughs> crazy. And on the on the on the river, a nine comes out right. I flop a straight. Uh, no, I, I flop a I flop a flush, and I was like I went all in, but I I had went all in before. I I, I thought Sadie had checked, or I thought she was out, or whatever. And she, uh, she was like, I haven't, I haven't done yet. And I was like, well, you know, cause I, I'd flip my cards over and I was uh. like, well, it doesn't matter anyways, because you know, I just won this hand. And she was like, you don't know that. And I was like, I just like, I was, I was so hesitant cause I was like, I, I have a, I have a flush. And then she flops like a King queen flush. And I had, I can't remember what it was, but it was like, she just, just waxed me. And I was like, I was so, I went downstairs and I was, like, I just need 20 minutes of like, I can't see anybody. Cause I was so embarrassed. And I was honestly just like, so ticked off because I was like, I literally, like it's like seven of our friends, you know? And I'm like chirping back at Sadie. Cause she's like, well, I haven't, you know, I haven't, I, I didn't check or I didn't call or whatever. And I was like, I was like, whatever, here are my cards. And then it was like, Okay. And then she, she went all in and I was like, oh crap. And then it was just so embarrassing that I came back up and I was just like a sore loser. So then we had a conversation about me being prideful and, uh, yeah, not being the best of friend to our friends. So, uh, I had that conversation last week. So,
1: well, I mean, Hey, that's the beauty of marriage though, right? It's I mean, the
0: beauty of marriage and it's our Your money. Spouse. So she won the hand. So it's, you know, whatever we, <laughs> we, we both, we, we both won, but I, uh, I, I learned, I learned my lesson. Yeah, that's
1: awesome.
0: It's okay. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> I had mentioned this earlier, and uh, I mean this when I say this, and I don't mean this in a bad way. But you know, out of all of my friends, you really do have—you uh, have had more fitness journeys than anybody <laughs> I, uh, I've ever known, and you also probably have bought more workout plans than anybody. <laughs> it, yeah,
1: you're probably
0: any right. any you're sale, right. any Black Friday sale, any kind of. Uh, you know, two for one, you're buying an ebook or you're buying, you're you're buying a new workout plan, which I love it because I'm, I, I'm similar. I always, you know, love, love to buy new stuff and try it out as well. Um, but that's just something that I love about you. If, if I ever want to like try a workout plan or a program, I'm just going to text, I'd always just text you cause I just assume that you have it. I'll send you a whole
1: PDF. And then most of the time you just send a PDF to me.
0: Yeah. Which I really appreciate.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel like I probably started early college because I mean, high school playing sports, uh, football, baseball in high school I always had a some type of workout program. You know, that was already set out there in front of me. But yeah, the freshman forty hit me pretty hard. And notice I mentioned forty, not fifteen. I was about
0: to say I I don't think I don't think forty was the number. I thought it was fifteen. Yeah, yeah, but it was forty for me. You just <laughs> felt compelled just to add twenty five more pounds to that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My mom gave me a jump rope for Christmas freshman year, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it started in early college, you know, just, I wanted, you know, to get more, um, have a routine and be more consistent, um, in the gym. So it just kind of led down this rabbit trail of trying a lot of new things out. So, I mean, there'd be some, you know, a few months I'd stay consistent on one program and get kind of bored of it and then go <laughs> you and know, buy a new one. Well, Use I love it for it. a day or two well, because in college it would be like one week you're cutting
0: the next week you're bulking, and then the next week you know you're starting to run more, but then you're back to just power lifting, but then you're gonna cut again, but then you want to bulk so you're eating cheese curds from cookout uh <laughs> but you're eating cheese curds from cookout while you're still in your cut uh <laughs> I just love it so much because every time we talk yeah, you- sadly
1: nothing's changed. I've been cutting for five years.
0: You're still trying to cut your freshman forty. Yep. But you actually, well cuz you know Sage was my guest last week and y'all yeah. actually do work out together every day at 4:30, which I uh I don't I know do. if I could ever get consistent with 4:30, but I uh I admire that you do. But you have been consistent doing that do doing Nick's program though, haven't you?
1: Oh yeah, I've I mean, Nick's program is awesome. I mean, I've been on Nick's program or his programming uh for about a year and a half probably close to two years when um, I found out who Nick was, started doing some research in the VPN. And obviously you guys have become friends. Um, I mean, his programming has been super consistent and solid. And we, I mean, it's, it's really challenging. I mean, it's a whole lot more cardio than I would typically do. And oftentimes if I don't do anything in the program, it's the cardio. (laughs) uh, Or I'll just hop on the bike instead of run. But uh, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, well, and, uh, we get I, there pretty
0: early. I love your yeah. substitutes. Yeah, because if it's like a, if it's like a five mile run, you'll just go substitute like a stationary bike. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
1: that's the name of the game, Christian. That's what I do. <laughs> that's the
0: name of the game.
1: <laughs> yeah, if it's a five mile run, I'll just get on the stationary bike for five minutes and just pump it out. Uh, but
0: yeah, funny story about Nick. Because when I when, when I met Nick, I told you I I told him the story of of uh, me and you at the beach. Was that that because that was for Jackson's bachelor trip, wasn't? It? Or no, that was that was his wedding weekend. Right? That was Parker's wedding. Parker's wedding, yeah. Actually, which if you've been yeah. keeping up with this season of the podcast, Parker was my first guest of this season. So we had Parker's yeah. wedding, and uh, we were down at the beach because he was getting married down there, and we went to Publix at like eight thirty in the morning. Um, we were just getting some snacks and stuff, and Nick was there, and I had. At that time I was like kinda of getting into fitness, but you know, kind I, I mean, I was getting into fitness, but I wasn't really keeping up with, you know, who people were or really or whatever. And when you saw Nick, you were like fanboying. And I had no <laughs> idea I had no idea who the guy <laughs> was. was. Nick bear. I had no idea who the guy was. And uh I remember we made so many jokes that whole weekend about because, because we bear. got because we got a <laughs> selfie and a pretty yeah, it was just you and him in the selfie and when I met him. I showed him the selfie and he thought it was hilarious. Oh,
1: so you weren't in the selfie. I, I thought you were too I wasn't in the selfie, no. It's you know, it's on my phone. Which so cause I, I don't I don't think he knew who I was then
0: and I didn't know who he was. So Yeah. Um but I remember the jokes. We made the jokes about like, y'all were gonna start racing on like the conveyor belt at the checkout line and act like it was a treadmill. I don't, know <laughs> you, we did. I don't know if you remember that.
1: No, I remember that. I did. Well I love yeah, it. Yeah, he uh yeah he i mean i don't i don't know nick i know you know nick but um yeah it was cool i mean i've been doing his stuff for a few months so i was like you know i saw him i was like man i mean you can't miss nick bear no you know? he's a no so we saw him and obviously it was him uh but yeah that's kind of when the nick bear journey started he looks like a bear. Leg-
0: he actually looks like a bear like but if a bear had was very vascular and had a six pack <laughs>
1: that's exactly right <laughs> well
0: share share the funny story because i mean I, I i you know i i would assume people that listen to this podcast would like to hunt maybe not uh but share the story from a few weeks ago i think it, it might have been a few months ago at this point but when y'all were going to the gym when you and sage were going to the gym and then took a detour
1: oh my gosh Oh yeah it was back in august with the hog oh yeah, so that, um, that was a while ago then
0: i thought it. yes yeah, I, so I was recent. a 6
1: a.m gym guy and then I saw Sage at the gym one day. He was finishing up, and then he convinced me to start going to start, you know, meeting earlier at the gym. And I agreed to do it, and we've had a blast uh, just because it's been more time together. And he's one of my really good friends. But uh, yeah, we got we got to the gym. We had leg day. We weren't happy about leg day at all. I mean, we got to the point where we put weight on the barbell to start squatting. I mean, we had just done some leg extensions and leg curls. We're about to start squatting, and Sage gets an alert on his game camera, and he looks at it, and there are a ton of hogs um, down at this place in Macon County, which Macon County, for the listeners, is about twenty minutes from Auburn. So, we, I mean, immediately we stopped working out, and we didn't even take the weight off the barbell; we just left it for whoever else was coming, <laughs> and we immediately left and got in this truck, and drove down. I mean, Sage has his souped-up AR-15. I mean, it has a camera on it. Like we recorded the whole thing. And uh, yeah, I mean, we went in there. I really wanted to kill a hog. I killed a hog before, but I mean, just the adrenaline of thinking I was going to work out. And then it was actually a pretty chilly morning for being August. So I'm in these Lulu gym shorts, you <laughs> know, gym shirt, and we're creeping up on these hogs. You know, I mean, it's not even, we had a thermal on the scope. It wasn't even daylight yet. And then we just, I shot one hog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, because you sent because yeah. you, you you sent that picture to a workout group and i just thought it was the funniest thing because y'all had actually started your workout and then left the gym to go shoot a hog i just i just it just made me laugh so hard
1: yeah yeah that was it for that day and then we didn't finish the workout and we just moved on to we, we moved on and just skipped legs that week but well, it was you could worth have it to you, you could
0: have done a leg workout with the hogs i mean you could have oh, you I could, could have, have done you the could have done something are, they're nasty man yeah they're, they're gross. gross yeah they're yeah they're bad but you come I mean yeah y- y- y'all could have y'all could have found something to do out in the woods or you know clean up clean a log or front squat a log or back squat a log or something like that yeah
1: i don't understand how you've oh i i mean i do understand you work really hard at it but the amount of weight you can front squat I mean, it blows me away. I feel like I feel like every vertebrae in my back would shoot out of my back if I front squatted as much I as I used did. to
0: not be good at front squat, and then I started just doing it more, but it it's not, it's actually become one of like my favorite lifts. It's really fun. Yeah. But no, if That's I mean, felt if, with pull-ups. If I if I don't wear a belt, front squat it kills me.
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah.
0: Sage is saying you can do like 30 pull-ups now. Like in a row.
1: Man, we yeah, our goal's been to do 103 sets. That's yep. the kind of a goal we set. That's out. what he was
0: saying. Yeah,
1: so the more I eat donuts, uh, you know, it, it helps.
0: <laughs> the donuts are just going to hinder you.
1: Yeah, or I mean, the way I look at it, instead of having to tie a, uh, you know, to do weighted pull ups with a forty five pound plate, I just eat more donuts and pack go. some more weight on. And <laughs> have you have you been doing way.
0: weighted pull ups or just just strict? No, weight we do. Body weight.
1: We mix it up. I mean, obviously, when we're going for volume, we don't. We don't do uh, weighted, but we mix weighted in there. Yeah. No, wait, weighted pull ups are like top three, my favorite exercise. Yeah. I feel like Sage and I had this conversation, but pull ups, push ups, and air squats never get easier. I mean, it doesn't matter how strong you get,
0: no.
1: um, they never get any easier. So that's something we've been challenging ourselves with is trying to do more, be able to do more pull ups. They really
0: don't. Well, yeah, because I mean, you know, like you said, if you used to be on the 6 a.m. club and then now you got convinced to, to do the 430 club, which more power to you. I, I couldn't I couldn't do that. But how do you feel like, you know, because you are a disciplined person, but I feel like, you know, in the past, even throughout college, I feel like sometimes maybe you could possibly like lack discipline just with, you know, gym stuff and fitness stuff. So how do you feel like Yeah, you're in a spot now where you become more disciplined with it? And because I know because I know you said he bumped his time you know, from six to four, to four thirty to have a quiet time in before work. How do you feel Absolutely. like you've been able to stay disciplined doing that consistently?
1: Well, first of all, I was convicted of being inconsistent in different seasons of being disciplined. I would have a, you know, I would have a spurt where I'd be disciplined for in some way, shape or form for a month, two months or whatever, and then I'd fall off. So I was really convicted in the lack of consistency in my discipline. Yeah, so I mean really it just I, I started praying about it just through and this isn't just about working out, but also just in spending time with the Lord and being inconsistent in other things as well. So started just with praying to be more disciplined in all areas of my life. Like I just I wanted that to be something I wanted that to be a characteristic of myself was to be a disciplined man. But uh yeah, bumping up to four thirty has totally and it's given me so much time in the morning. And I'm a morning person. I always have been a morning person, um, even growing up. But when I was working out at 6 a.m., I'd work out for an hour, hour 15 minutes. And I'd try to be at work by 7.45, 8, which gave me really no window to spend time with the Lord. So I was either rushing through my time with the Lord or, you know, and if I was spending time with the Lord before I worked out, I just, you know, I wasn't really awake or alert um, to really retain what i was studying so bumping up to four thirty is definitely giving me a more consistent routine in the morning where i go to the gym working out really waking up and then i come home and i usually have about an hour before i go to work so i'll turn the coffee pot on make some coffee and then sit down and open god's word and, and just start studying and spending time with him
0: how do you feel like the four thirty club's gonna pivot when y'all start having kids
1: ah oh, dude it's not going to happen at that point. You say <laughs> to build a home gym. Yeah. I, I mean, seriously, I mean, that that's, that'd be ideal. I mean, to have a home gym at that point. I mean, I love getting up early. I mean, but you know, at that point when we have children and you know, they're, we're working through sleeping, sleeping through the night. Um, I mean, waking up at four 30 to go to the gym probably won't be the priority <laughs> at that point. So I still want to make, I mean, obviously, I still want to make time for it and be consistent in that way, but, you know. Because it really does change.
0: I mean, like, at least right from the... I mean, Honey still doesn't sleep very well. So, I mean, we're still... I mean, it's kind of funny because we're, you know, next month we're having our next, and and it's like we still haven't really fully got back to sleeping because Honey is still so, so sporadic. I mean, one night she could sleep awesome, then the next night she's up three times throughout the night wanting a bottle, and it's like... What, yeah. Why does this? Why does why is this? Still, why is this still happening? Uh, but yeah, especially even from the get go. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, granted, I'm not really a morning person. Um. But yeah, getting up and training early in the morning after having a kid, I, I, I don't think I could have done. I had to make time throughout the day, and which I know that you know with your job that kind of limits that to an extent. So, I think you're going to having to build a home gym.
1: <laughs> that may be the case. Every now and then. I mean, lunch works out to be a good time. I can just go for an hour during lunch, but typically I like to meet with people during lunch, you know? Yeah. And I like to eat, so.
0: That's true. Well, then you could just start inviting people to the gym and that could be that could be your time That's with true. people.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, maybe a home gym also. It's not a bad idea.
0: It's not a bad idea. Well, I want to um, kind of end with, you know, talking about, um, you know, things that you are – specifically praying for because i know when we were texting the other day you you know kind of mentioned some stuff um just with humility and like we had talked about earlier just contentment and comfortability uh so kind of what what are some things that you are you know praying for right now believing for right now that that you want to um see god do
1: yeah i mean i think the overarching prayer i have over my life is that i would be a good steward of what god has given me Um, God is without a doubt. He's blessed me in so many different ways, and He's blessed Clarinda's marriage in so many wonderful ways too. Um, And we just want to be good stewards of what He's given us, and we want Him to be glorified in our lives and in in the posture of our hearts. I mean, we want God to be glorified, and we want you know His love to be evident in in how we live and how we pursue the many endeavors that He's given us um, to steward and steward well. So that's really the main thing. Um, I mean, whether it be in my marriage and how I pursue Claire, whether it be in business and how I'm communicating and how I'm going about my work, especially, I just want to be a good steward of what God has given me. And I don't want to waste the opportunities that he's given me in selfish ways because of my own sinful, fleshly desires. I want God to be elevated. I want him to increase and I want myself to decrease. And, that comes with a lot of prayer. Um, it uh, is something I'm convicted of often. I mean, the Lord will definitely reveal areas of my life where He is not being elevated, um, where I am being elevated in situations and conversations and such. So just really praying that I would be a good steward of what He's given me and that He'd be glorified.
0: Yeah, that's so good. I was listening to a message from Matt Chanley yesterday, and he kind of was talking about that idea, but it was so it was so. In- interesting and so clear because I've never really, I mean, I've thought about it like this, but never really just kind of heard someone explain it, but he was just kind of using this example of he, if he met someone in the church lobby and he just wanted to gift them $5 million and he was like, you can spend, you know, a portion of it on yourself on whatever you want, you know, a car or, you know, he made a joke of like essential oils or, you know, fix up something in your house. Like you can spend it on yourself. Then he said, then then the rest you have to give it away uh, you know, to someone in need or give it away to an organization or, or to a charity or something like that. So, you know, spend a portion of it on yourself and then give the rest away to someone else. And yeah. it was just the idea of that person wouldn't be like, you know, how dare you make me give the rest away because, you know, I gifted it to you. But it's like we do that with God. If if God you know blesses us or 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 in, in, in whatever way, materially, we we, we we could look at it that way. uh, You know, we were so hesitant to tithe and to give, to give it back because we feel like we've earned it, when in reality, he's the one that's blessed us with it. And there's just such this, it was just so clear of like picturing, you know, you gifting someone money, then they're, then being offended that you wanted to, you know, you wanted them to give some of it away when that was what the, you know, when that was the the purpose of it, you know, and then think about yeah. it with God, if God blesses us, how we can be so stingy with it and instead of giving it back because Amen. he's gifted it to us and it's not ours in the first place. It's his to begin with.
1: Yeah. I mean, he has given us all things, you know, and I'll find myself in my flesh trying to justify something being of my accord and because of, of things that I'm doing. Yeah. And God is, I mean, just in the ability to work, like God has given me the ability to work. He's given me the ability to speak. I mean, he's given me the wisdom through his word that I have. I mean, every, every good thing that I am is because of Jesus. Um, and it's not of my own accord at all. So, and that's something that i find found myself being convicted of, but also it's really humbling knowing that, everything I have is because of Jesus. Yeah. Um, and prayerfully through the truth of that, um, uh, my heart will be postured in a way of humility, in a way of giving all glory to him and in all circumstances.
0: That's so good. That's so good. Bravo. I loved our conversation, man. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. This was, this was super Dude, fun. This is awesome. Me. I really think this is going to help people.
1: Well, hey, I'm, uh, I'm encouraged by you and, and your faith and, um, I really appreciate you having me on the podcast. I'm encouraged and, uh, by you, man. I just pray that God is glorified through our conversation today. Can't wait to catch up soon.
0: Love you, dude. Thanks for joining me.
1: You're the man. I'll talk to you.
0: All right, Bye.